This is Akafe. Laura Marie and Jessica Marie proudly present A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, a podcast. Fair warning, everything the hosts say is explicit, full of spoilers and adult content and shall not be used against them. They have opinions. Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it. This episode contains spoilers from Ledge and Chasm, with mentions of Manacled, Fourth Wing, and from Blood and Ash. Everybody and welcome to A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, your weekly deep dive into the YA literature and fandoms that we love. I'm Laura Marie. And I'm Jessica Marie. And today we are discussing Chasm by Stacey McEwen, book two in the Galatian trilogy. And we'd like to thank Angry Robots for our limited edition proofs. So Everything that we say in this episode and the discussion is coming from that version of the book, not the newest release or any other arcs that came out uh, might have come out after that. And here on Akafe, we say, you know, we say a lot of things, um, but <laughs> but something that we kind of uh, really love here is consistency. And there are some things that we do say consistently, one of them being uh, if there is no head, not dead. And two, that in a confirmed trilogy, book two is going to be a travel book. Jess, do you think that those two things are true here? Oh, absolutely. I mean, they they check both of the boxes. I I mean, even in the second book when, uh, I mean, spoilers, everyone, for this book, when Ryan showed up, were you surprised? Absolutely not. Did you think he was dead in the first one? Absolutely not. So I don't know if that's supposed to be a twist, but it was kind of like, okay, he's healed. We're finding out more about how he was healed. And we do, which we find out about Iskra magic. And that more or less winds up being the plot that we find out 80% into the book. Uh, I would say on page 386 is when the plot really, really kind of just kicks in. The the beginning part of it is it's a travel book. So we are yeah. traveling, we are experiencing, we are world building, we are feeling our feelings or not feeling our feelings, uh, if that be the case. It is uh, it is quite something. It is quite something. Jess, who are these characters in this book? We have a lot of recurring characters from book one. Yeah, so I guess we can say a lot of our mains. Um, we would have... Dawson, Ryan, Ruby, who is the captain of the guard, the queens of Tursau, which are Elvira and Cressida. Um, we have Baltice, who's a mage. We have Tashim and Rivden, who are Glacians, along with Ryan. We have Yenis. We also have Salem and Ezra. They're back. Um, they're really kind of, I feel like those are all the people that, uh, have a main addition to this. Um, yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right to me. And this book picks up with Dawson in a cell. 
we are still very much in our manacled era. So having starting a chapter off with somebody in a cell was just very like, oh, here we go. Here we go. A little, you know, it was a little traumatic. We were all back in that place with Hermione. Um, but something we also say on Akafe is that in a lot of books, there is a pattern that can be uh, discovered if you look for it. And everything in a book might be there for you in the first few chapters if you look for it. And everything that we need in this book is told to us in chapter two specifically. Um, but I don't know what the final book looks like. But if chapter one became a prologue and chapter two became chapter one, then it would really follow the pattern. But, you know. That being said, did you pick up on the pattern your first read or your second read? Because you read this twice. I did read this twice. I was look, here's my confession. I was looking for the pattern. So when I didn't find it, actually, I can show it to you. Uh, when I was, here's my notes, chasm, it says no pattern in chapter one. But if you follow the line all the way down, I connect <laughs> it here. And it says chasm, no one comes out of the chasm. Everybody goes home eventually. So, so, so I was looking for it. I was looking for the pattern. And also, it is becoming more apparent to me now that when something seems very, like, random and very just like, why are we talking about this <laughs> in, in the first few chapters, then, then it absolutely will play a part in the end. That just is how it is. So uh, if we, if we want to just, like, kind of run into it. Uh, Dawson is in the prison cell. She's trying to use her magic and the magic won't work. It makes her very tired. She's talking to a rat. It's very sad. Moving on, chapter two. Um, <laughs> this this chapter two is like stories. So we have like Garjum and this prisoner, all of the stories. Maybe I'll see the ocean. All of these little things that are thrown in there that you're like, why are we talking about this? Why, like, why? All became important at the end. So, um, very long-winded answer. Yes, Jess, I was looking for the pattern. <laughs> Both reads. And I found it. I found it. Um, but yes. Gold yes. star. Yeah, well, hooray. You know, <laughs> hooray. But but I I did like this myth. This myth was this very, very fun. And the Guardian one, not the yeah. one that we get later. Okay. Yeah, the Guardian one. Because we get a lot. And with her, with um, with Dawson and her flashbacks of remembering how her grandmother told her stories. I mean, we loosely saw it in book one, but it's very much prevalent to book two. We just knew, like, oh, back in the day, or here's what green grass what it would have looked like. Um, but now these are pertinent to the story now. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's also like, yeah, my, my grandma would say like weird things like coins and, and Tursa and all of these words. I had no idea what they were. And it's just like, gee, that's weird. But you know, now we know it's all, it's all a full circle. And again, um, through all of these stories, it's like, you know, all things find a way home, but it's like, no, nothing comes out of the chasm, right? But like something did come out of the chasm. We know what we know. And then also it's like, you know, um, it's the edge, the edge of our world, 
right? Like where we are on the mountain is the edge of our world, not the whole world, which I thought was very interesting. Uh, the hour, because at the end, when spoiler, uh, we're walking through the chasm and we're deciding to go into like unexplored territory. It was like, oh, so it is, you know, we are breaking the boundaries of our world and like, you know, exploring the new frontier and shit. Um, I do like the theme of everything goes home again. That's nice. Yeah. And I mean, and it's something I also think that they're redefining what home is specifically Dawson. Um, because I mean, we traveled to a lot of different homes in this one. You're, you know, you're on the ledge. Um, well, not at the beginning of this book, but you're in Tursaw, Tursaw, which is like where her family was, like her family's original home. She goes back to the ledge-ish of sorts when you're, she's on the slope. They go to Glacia, then they go back down to Tursaw, <laughs> and they're going back over to the slope and then to the ledge and then down to the chasm. So like... Home is different for everyone. And you could have different types of homes at different points in your life. And Dawson, it's all of them. And you can also have your own found family, right? Your family does not need to be blood. Uh, Found family is what it is. And when we meet Ruby... Uh, Ruby is, is sneaking extra meals to Dawson. Dawson has been in the prison for one week. Like, right. She's gross. She's like bloody. It's disgusting. And Dawson and Ruby start to have like a little bit of a rapport. And Ruby, of course, is the captain of the guard in the dungeon. And she is like, Hey, Hey, like use your fuck. This is what I like. Ruby. She's like, use your fucking brain here. Take the deal. Take the deal. The people, the people are like, you know, they could be swayed here. Like, live. Wear the pretty dresses. Live in the palace and, like, make something of it. And Dawson is just like, no, death. That's the first thing I messaged you about. I'm like, I would think, even if you wanted to take the queens down, and again, this is only book two. Who knows what's going to happen to book three? Um... Take the deal, because at the end of book one, we have to remember that uh, Dawson was very much like, look, I don't want your crown. I don't need the royalty. I don't need the name. I just it would be great if you could help my people who were kind of were kind of freezing to death, quite literally on this ledge. If if y'all could help, that'd be great. And then she gets captured. She's in prison. We're a week out. And. And the queens are like, hey, you should take this deal. Ruby's like, hey, take this deal. And she should have very much been like, you know what? I didn't want to kill you before. I very much want to now. And I'll do it from within. Like, that's the 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 amount of brain power that I can flick a, like, flip a switch into like, well, I didn't want to. Now I will. I don't know how that didn't happen. <laughs> Especially for somebody as cutthroat as Dawson. Yeah, is and and Ruby is like, hey, like they are scared of you. Like you could really do something here. And even like Alvira is like baited a little bit, and she's like, you know, uh, you know, you're scared of me. Like you're a thief in a crown. Like you are just afraid of what I could do. And Alvira's like, well, screw you. Like I saved everybody. Like I'm the savior. And Dawson's just like, you know what? Death again. 
again, it's just like, you know, no. And Elvira's like, fine, fine. Bang, bang. Let's go to the gallows. And, and she does. And I do appreciate that. Uh, she's like, you know what? <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Um, but then Salem is there and Salem is just like, hey, 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 which, by the way, if we're being consistent here, this is a consistent thing for me. I find it difficult when characters have their dialogue written in a colloquial style. It is just difficult for my eye to read. I would prefer that it is just said that they have an accent and that the uh, dialogue is written as it, it normally it. would be instead of how it would be like pronounced by that person. I find that um, for me to be very difficult uh, to read. So that is just... That is just something if we're all being consistent here, because Salem is just like, hey, where's your informant? Like, you know, where's the Glacian? Like you're saying she's doing all these things. Who says? Yeah, because the queen has spun us. The queens um, have spun a story that, yep, you're right. Because at this point, like Ruby was saying, all the townspeople, they know a Sabar is in town. They know she exists. Why haven't they seen her? This, that, the other thing. And the queens are like, well, you're right. She is here, but she kind of came after me. She came, she wanted to take you away from me. She basically just like spun all these stories with Dawson. And then Dawson's even recounting like how when she came into the village her first time and was stomping away off to the castle, like I got shit to be said. She's like, I didn't exactly paint myself in a great picture they're totally gonna believe her but i mean salem came through with the actual questions that stirred everybody up um for the other questions to come because like you say this but how do you know who's your contact i thought we didn't have any contact up there who's so that it riled everybody up which is nice jess were you expecting uh baltice to come through here were you expecting i were okay Maybe, no, let me rephrase. Sorry, let me rephrase. Oh, I think we have to go, yeah, because the crowd was getting wild and the queens were like, we're over it and they pulled the lever and she was hung. Yeah, so so Elvira's like, you know, do it, do it, pull the lever. And Dawson, you know, she drops and then Baltise saves, I was expecting a rescue. Here's my question. Were you, Jess, expecting it to be Baltise? No. No. No, only because I didn't remember Baltice existed. Oh, I say this because I did not. And here's my disclaimer. And I think this is a good disclaimer to share with our listeners. I did not reread Ledge ahead of this book. I think if you have a great memory or you have some wonderful notes somewhere, um, there and you can or if you like went straight from legend to this book i think those are great do not do what i did and wait a year to remember about some of these characters i didn't remember baltice and I'm, that, is, that is on me for the reason that i didn't think it was going to be baltice mm. were you expecting a rescue yeah okay yeah all right yeah, your face is like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah there was going to be a rescue. And I like that she could hear, like, once, you know, she fell through the floor or whatever, and she's trying to get out of her, her rope. Um, she even said, she's like, man, my neck didn't snap. This sucks. Like, I didn't want to feel anything. But more importantly, she heard that she can still hear be- people saying, like, wait, why did you just hang her? We have questions, and you're not answering them. Yeah, yeah. The crowd, the crowd is absolutely in her favor, but Baltice disguises Dawson in a 
pretty cool cloak and whisks her away to her cabin in the woods. Uh, Dawson says like a really fantastic line that I will paraphrase. It's something along the lines of, you know what? Like enough, enough. Stop believing men over me. Like I will not have this anymore. I will stand up for myself and I will say what I'm going to say. And it doesn't matter what the men say because I'm saying it and I'm right. That's very, it's a paraphrasing thing because we have the limited edition proofs. We are following all of the rules here. I'm paraphrasing. Um, but I like that. I like that a lot because Baltice, Baltice is team Ryan before, before either of them even know he's still alive. Baltice yeah. is still like, there is a tether between y'all souls, BT dubs, like, don't don't you feel it? Like there's something there. Like you have all of this anger. And that is like a theme that is uh kind of persistent throughout the book is like Dawson dealing with her. It's 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 a really complicated it's grief, right? Cause cause like he he died in her eyes. So it's grief about Ryan, and then it's anger because he he did like betray her in her eyes, but then it's also like stark relief because like clearly they're mates, right? Like that's what this whole thing is. I mean throughout the whole book. The whole book. See it. Yeah. Yeah. The whole book. The whole book. Uh so like the the stark relief that like they're mates and like he's alive. But then all of this like very complicated anger and then like her acceptance of it and the merging of the magic. Like it's all connected. It's all there. Um but it is it is here where Dawson says to Baltice, like, yo, I can't control any of this magic. And it's also here where, no, no, it's not here. There's speculations of why is the magic a certain way here, but not another. But Baltice isn't confirmed. Um, I really wanted to acknowledge something that you had said about the complications of the emotions. I think it's important to note that part of her anger She's not angry because the anger comes from thinking she was betrayed. No, I'm sorry. The anger comes from not being told about what the circumstances were. Because being from the ledge, being who she is, being the sacrifices. I mean, she says it in the beginning of the first book. She goes, it's very much like you get, you do what you have to do to survive. She understood and granted, like, of course, miscommunication, we don't get the whole story of what the actual what the actual trade was or, you know, agreements was with the queens. But as of right now, she's under the impression that Ryan was going to sell like sell Dawson out to the queens. She didn't even care about that. That's not what she was upset about, because she's like, I get it. We all have we're all in sac- like survival mode. She was more upset about the fact that he even when he changed his mind that that wasn't going to happen, that he wasn't like, hey, look, here's the backstory. I talked to the queens. They kind of set this thing up. I was going to, but I don't feel that way. I fell in love with you. Whatever the case, she's more upset that she didn't know because she has such a huge thing with trust because she's never been able to. There has been nobody that she can trust. And he was the first one she was able to. So yeah. there's like such a betrayal there for her. Yeah, and and she does eventually tell him that and and tell us that too. Um but it is it is interesting that it 
is a, like a coil of anger that Dawson has when she sees him for the first time in the woods too. It's just like, like, and, and again, you know, they're, we're assuming they're mates. She is unable to hurt him. Like in that instance, it's a whole thing. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, very soon, actually. Uh, it, while everybody is like, I say everybody, while Dawson and Baltese are like chilling in her cabin, Baltese also just like drops, drops a little bit of lore. Like, Hey, my mom was like a wicked bitch, BT dubs. And I'm not mad at your ancestors because they outlawed witch hunting and that was rad. So I don't blame like Tursaw because like, why would I blame Tursaw? I am just mad at the Queens. They can choke. And I, I liked that. <laughs> I liked that a lot. I also very much liked the banter where Dawson is like, are you going to teach me? Like, can you teach me magic? Oh, it, probably because you're a shitty teacher. That's why. And Baltese is like, hey, hey, fuck you. You're probably a bad student. <laughs> I liked it. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Aladdin and Genie when Aladdin didn't want to use his one wish. And so there was just like a little manipulation going on there. Like, oh, really? Then prove it. <laughs> It, it was really fun. It was really funny. And she's like, you know, like genetics are strong. Of course, I'm all, I'm, I'm paraphrasing all of this. Genetics are like so strong. Again, uh, Baltese drops a little bit of lore, 700 years old. Fun. Very fun. Um, you know, uh, she says here, it is right here where, uh, Baltese is like, because, uh, Dawson has a pain in her stomach, right? With the, they're talking about the magic and all of this stuff. Um, you know, call the magic, call, you know, do something other with it, all of these things. Um, she's like, you know, I can't, I can't like really place what's going on with you. And they have this conversation about like mage blood. Like, it's all here is my point. It's what, well, and, never mind. I'm jumping ahead. I'm jumping way ahead. Never mind. <laughs> um, but again, uh, so I like Balti. I think Baltise is my favorite character here. Um, she surprised me when she's like, you know what? I want to save the ledge people. Like, Dawson, you didn't think I wanted to go? Let's go. Why'd you think I saved you? Like, let's I go. Did you think that she wanted to save the ledge people? Or did you think it was just going to be Dawson? I thought she wanted to go control the pool of Iskra. And make, like, a new... Okay. All right. All right. All right. I thought that Baltese was going to go control the pool of Iskra and then use that somehow to create more mages. Oh. Because it is drilled into us that there are not a lot of mages left. The ones that are are in deep hiding and they don't want to be found. We were like hunted to extinction. Like people really fear us. Like we're on the way out. So I thought that instead of this like very prolonged like penance guilt trip that Baltese goes on, instead of that lovely journey, I thought it was going to be like, um, you know, Dawson and her are going to work together because they have a common goal until they don't. But that wasn't the case. So moving yeah. on <laughs> to the very end. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on, though. Moving on, uh, we have we have Ruby, Ruby, uh, with Ru no, we have uh, guards Drew and Brockner, and Brockner is dating Ruby, and they are guarding. Ruby. This is dating is loose. Dating is loose. <laughs> dating is loose. Just who are these people guarding? Who? This is the big reveal. Oh, they're guarding Ryan. 
He's alive. He's alive. It was like the big reveal. I was like, oh, that's right. We we don't know. We don't know. Oh, my God. Okay, Ryan. But Ryan is still a little incapacitated. Like, he's very much conscious, but is healing. Like, his mind is active. His physical body is still healing. So it's very much like he's aware of his surroundings. He's loosely getting energy. Um, and Ruby, who is the captain of the guard checks in on him every now and then but ultimately is the reason um he escapes because he also knows that he doesn't have the ability to kind of free himself where he is um of course one of the queens comes down taunts him you know threatens to use him as bait to find dawson so he's even thrilled that he's finding out that dawson is still alive um and he's like, yeah, sure, make an example of me. Tie me up to the um, Sabarsh statue in the middle of the village. I deserve it. I will get stoned. They hate me. I'm a glacian. And it's everything that he needs to be like, I just need to be on the main ground and I'll figure out a way to get out of here. Even if my wings don't work, I could run like a motherfucker. So, <laughs> And he does. But he does so with the help, unbeknownst to him, from Ruby when they lock him up in the car, in the carriage to bring him to the town square. And she's like, he's like, huh. My my handcuffs aren't that tight. Oh, there's like a secret pin here. I wonder what that can do. And it was everything that she was doing to help aid in his escape without making it obvious on herself that she is complicit now with two people escaping the queens. And the reason that Ryan was able to escape is because Elvira brought in Iskra witch in his cell to look over him. That Iskra witch is... Yenis. And that's all. Again, it's all here. And uh, she says, like, his Iskra must be replenished. Again, this is, like, just drilling into us again that, like, Iskra is, like, a finite resource, right? It has to be renewed. And he is using all of it to heal himself. So he will be, like, kaput after this with magic. So excellent. Excellent. And as long as we're with Ryan, let's stick with him. We, he, while he is like, you know, before he escapes, you know, he's like still in his little state. He has these memories of Adric. And it's very important that we establish here because it took me my second reread to absolutely make sure. But Adric is wingless. He is so big that it is disconcerting to people that he is wingless because it would just make sense for him to have wings. And then, um, this is just like Adric's like, you know, uh, you have to be beaten, Ryan, like, blah, blah, blah. This is what you have to do. Go to the kiff. He's like, look at all these people in the eye. One day you will murder all of these people. One day, one day you will be the one to hold the sword. Again, you know, this all, this all circles, this all circles. Um, you know, it is, it is what it is. Bef again, before, before Ryan escapes, Dawson has, has to do things. Dawson has to do things. She has to dream of the chasm and the voices in the chasm circles back to the end. Baltise, I, I am bringing this up because Baltise says, what the fuck were you dreaming of? What were you dreaming of? Those voices in the chasm, what is that? They were calling to you. And Dawson's like, yeah, they do that. And Baltise says, like, you will not listen to it. You will not go into the chasm. 
She says that. And then, you know, they all do. They fold to Salem's. Hey, everybody goes to Salem's. They fold to the slopes. Uh, and then this is where they are separated. Um, Baltise and uh, Dawson, because Baltise is extremely overconfident in her magic and she believes that she can fold all the way to Galatia. She can and she sputters out on the slopes. And it is when Dawson is frantically trying to find shelter for her and Baltise that she runs into um, Malishka. She runs into Ryan, who, just as you uh, described for us, escaped with Ruby's help. Um, You know, Ryan, here's the thing. Ryan says all the right things. I cannot be where you are not, you know, all of, all of this stuff, but he's, he doesn't have enough bite for me. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? He's very much like wet blanket trailing her around in this book. And I want a little bit more bite from him. And she says that too. And he admits to it though, too. He was like, Oh, thank God. I thought I was just going to have to follow you around all the time. Like, he is very self-aware of how, I don't want to say whipped he is, but But he's very, you you jump, I jump, Jack, in a weird way. In a weird way, yeah. Uh, You know, this is Dawson. She, like, throws her. This is what I said. She throws her axe at him. She can't hurt him. Uh, this is he. She's like, "Hey, how how did you find me? Like, what is going on?" We have the reveal of the ring and the necklace, like, and it's another betrayal for her too. Because he's like, she's like, he's like, it's only one way. It only works one way. It's like if I if we were ever parted and I needed to find you, and she's like, so, but you didn't tell me. Like, this is just so. And she's at this point, she's very much learning to separate her. She, compartmentalize her emotions too to be be like he's like but i heard you call my own name when you thought i was dying and she goes yeah and now that that's over with i fucking hate you like now you're not dead now i don't have to grieve you because there's nothing to grieve you're here you're alive yay yeah now let me focus on this other emotion and then she's like i hate you know she does like the whole cat from 10 things I hate about you speech. She's like, I, you know, later in the book, she's like, I hate that. I, I do love you. I hate that. I can't hate you as much as I need to because it's the whole mates thing. Yeah, it is. It's the, it's the whole, it's the whole mates thing. My goodness. My goodness. Uh, what do we have? We have, uh, we have Dawson is restless. She goes out, you know, there's guards. Ruby's there. Hey, Ruby's there. And Ruby's like, Hey, take me with you. Uh, you know, I, who do you think got you out? Fuck you. Who do you think did this? Who do you think did this? And this is when, uh, Baltese is like, Hey, 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 she's good. She's good. We're all good. We're all good. And they're all in this little cave that, uh, Ryan found for them in, in the woods. Jess, I think I can say with uh, certainty that if I were Ruby and I were attacked by a mountain cat the way that she is with Dawson in their bonding moment, that I would I would just perish. There's just there's just there's just no way. There's no way. I am so scared of the bear that I have to deal with every single day around here that this cat would just take me out. I saw a bobcat two days ago and it it almost ended me. I was going to say, not just the bear, you actually have mountain cats. 
<laughs> yeah, the the bobcat absolutely scared the piss out of me, and it didn't even come after me. It stood completely still and just watched me, and I was terrified. So I can't imagine something like this. I just it was very caricature to me in my head, where it was just. Like, like it was something from like Looney Tunes or something where it landed on her. She like sliced the belly open, but then she was just like stuck in the snow. That's the visual I had because even when you hear R- Ruby's thoughts, she's like, "Well, great, now I killed it, and it's on me, and now I'm just going to still die and suffocate." <laughs> like that, I get like you just I could see it how it's going, how it's lining up. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. She's like, great, great. But Ryan pulls it off of her, saves her. And this is where, though, Ryan is like, you know what, Baltice, you've got you've got some explaining. You have some secrets and we should share those secrets. We should share those now. This, You know, Ryan starts pushing Baltice now to tell uh, Dawson about everything that's going on uh, within her about the Iskra, because uh, Dawson is like, Baltice, how do you know about this Iskra? How do you know about this magic? How are you going to teach me? Like, what can you possibly know about this? And Baltice is like, I know all about magic. Magic is blah, 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 blah. You know, magic is all of these things. I'm very, very old. I've been around for so long. I know things. I know things. I know things. And she starts to be like, you know, like, don't push me on this. Don't push me on this uh, to, to Ryan. And when Ryan is threatened like that, I wrote this down. Dawson pulls a knife. Like, she just, she just pulls it when Ryan Ryan is threatened and she doesn't do anything about it, but she pulls it like, oh, and then isn't that, oh, you're right, because there is even commentary about Baltice like noticed yeah, her like, like her instinctual like protectiveness of Ryan. Yeah, she's like, hmm, OK, OK. Uh, but then we travel. But then we're traveling. We're traveling. We leave our little hole and we fly to Galatia. We fly and we meet Tashim. Yeah. Yeah. Who is, I like her. I like her and who she, she is a child, she's a Glacian, childhood friend of Ryan. They grew up together. We also know some of the backstory of her from Ryan's like flashbacks with Adric. Um, Adric wasn't the best role model. Basically, a little additional background is, um, you know, the, the the Glacians lived in a colony of sorts. He was being raised by one. He didn't love the rules. And like, like he was a teen. He didn't like having rules. He wanted more freedom. He wanted to be treated like a man. So he found his way over to Adric. And Adric was like, I'll keep, I'll take you under my wing. I'll show you what real men do. And like groomed him to be this ter not terror, like, I guess like a, terrible person um or make poor choices and he's like i saw you know he'd bring all these girls back and i would just leave him you know he would go i would go to meetings with him he'd bring all these girls back and i didn't have he left me alone i had all this freedom in the world and one of the girls he brought back one time was tasheen and adric's like if you're a real man y'all will hook up and ashreen I'm sorry, Tashveen, she immediately, like, they went to his tent and decked him. Like, she's like, fuck you. I thought I was coming to some, like, really special, important, like, political meeting. And I thought this was a great opportunity. I'm not hooking up with you. And Ryan, at the same time, again, they're like, they're kids, they're teenagers. And he's like, 
I don't want anything to do with you either. Like, I didn't even know this was happening. Um, since then, they really became like really close friends and like got into like teenage antics together and stayed close ever since. And she is a member of the uh, rebel leader or the rebel group that uh, Ryan is the leader of. And they meet her right away when they get into Glacia. And she's like a little like she's she's giving the vibes are off. She's giving it's it's not working. Things are weird. It's giving prepare yourself. And we get there and Garrett. Hello. Hello, Garrett. Uh, he is still a servant. He's still serving Adric and Adric is in a room with like all his besties feet up on the desk. Everybody's drinking, marrying, whatever. And not just any room. It's the old king, King Vestile's quarters. So Ryan is already like, who are you and who told you that you can like kind of make make yourself at home? As self-appointed king, which is what Tashin, he's like, oh, I'm the head of the council. And Tashin's like, self-appointed. Let's not forget. This was not. Yeah, no. And, and it is inferred here that Adric is drinking Iskra because the Iskra in Ryan like stirs a little bit and everything is just like weird. Like everything is strange and they're like ordering Tashim to like get drinks and stuff. And Ryan is just like, absolutely not. Get fucked. Get fucked, get fucked, get fucked. All of this is bullshit. Orders everybody out, gives Adric a piece of his mind, and is just like, put us up, we're staying, what the fuck is up? And then Ryan is just like, well, I'm gonna go talk to Phineas. Phineas down in the dungeons. And this is where Phineas is just like, be more cryptic, old man. He's like, you are trying to help us all, but you are so powerless, you don't even know how powerless you are, Ryan. What the fuck does that mean? What does he know that we don't know, old man? It is not told. He's and essentially he's just like like you and your father are the exact same, following around these human women, like you're never gonna get it right. Like, what it what is it? What is it? And it's just like, damn, damn, okay. Go off, old man. It was it's just like a strange thing. Um, but then, of course, speaking of old men, the council votes no to go save the people of the ledge. And it's I think we also have to note that the, the council are the kind of like the heads of who helped overthrow. I mean, there were I mean, there it was a coup, obviously a necessary one. But all they did, the you know, they went from we need freedom to we actually just want to replace you. And we don't believe in freedom because now that they've had a sip of power, which is the escrow pool from the escrow pool, um, th- they want to remain in power. And in order to do that, they need uh, humans, human souls feed the escrow pool. And if they go over to the ledge and save the people over on the ledge, they won't get their souls for their pool that they want to keep consuming. Yeah, there's only four votes that uh, vote yes to go save the people of the ledge. Everybody else is just like, nah. Uh, we have a very nice scene of Dawson uh, stripping naked in the mirror and seeing herself fully for the first time. A reminder, she's a woman of the ledge. They have, it is different there. She She's never been that vulnerable and like comfortable and like warm to be able to like see all of her unexposed skin like that. So that was a very nice moment. Uh, I think, I think if you were to ask me, that might be one of my favorite moments on reflection. Uh, this quiet little moment where she's just uh, taking in and observing herself, um, in a way that she has never done before. Dawson's a stronger person than I am because, you know, when even after they vote no and Adric's like, 
but you could still stay here. You could totally stay after all those years. And I all of a sudden get warm baths and comfy clothes. I mean, it is not hard to buy me <laughs> buy my love. Well, and that's the thing, because uh, Ryan doesn't come back. He's like all in a tizzy over this and he doesn't want to tell uh, Ryan. So Rivden, you know, Prishmar princess, he's out on the kiff, which is hell, you know, and she goes out there and he's like, I failed you. Like, I keep fucking failing you. And she hugs him. You know, they have this little moment, but then she's like, you know what? No, no, actually, no, fuck you. I'm going to go back to the ledge. I, I'm not going to stay here for you. I'm going to go to the ledge. I'm going to prepare my people for you to come and save them because like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? She's like purposeless here. And, you know, we, we, we appreciate that, I guess. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sure, sure. But it's these vulnerable moments where she even she'll have the inner dialogue where she's like, "Oh, he's so sad. I'll just I'll give him a hug, a, a, a cheer me up hug. That'll that'll make him feel all right." And she's like, "I can't do that again, even though I want to." Like it's again, it's they keep getting pulled together. They have the tug at their stomach and their heart, and they can't be like they're faded mates. And it's not revealed in this book, but like we know, we as the reader, we know. <laughs> We know, we know, we know. What we don't know is what is going on with Adric. And we learn that when uh, Baltice creates a tether or like a little connection, a pathway to Adric when Dawson reintroduces them and she can read his mind because I really like Baltice's power of like she can read when other people, she can read the mind of the person that is thinking about her. I love that. I love that. So she learns from Adric that he and his followers are drinking Eskra and they're keeping the humans on the ledge. Like it is, it is what it is. And we all have to go save them right now because hot damn, hot damn. We, this can't stand. I love her reasoning though, too, to get him to open his mind where you have Dawson saying immediately, like, very matter of fact she's like if he knows you're a, you're a mage if he knows he's going to he's gonna start locking things up and she goes quite the contrary people who are trying to lock things up are going to expose everything because they're going to be like well i can't have her know that i'm doing this this that and the other thing and, be- and that makes the direct pathway to her mind reading capabilities and i'm like that is i mean that was a really good uh, it was just a really smart addition that Stacy made. It was so specific. And you're like, you're right. If I was trying to, you would actively think of the things very much like Manacled. Yep, yep, yep. No, don't talk about Manacled. Nope, can't, nope. We can't talk a, about Manacled. We we'll take that one out. <laughs> can't talk about Manacled. Okay, so we're going to the ledge. We're going to the ledge. Who's going to the ledge? Garrett, Dawson, Ruby, Baltice, Ryan, Rivden, Tashin. Tashin. Go, go to the ledge. Uh, Bredick, um, Bredick doesn't. He doesn't go to the ledge. And he tattles on everybody. He's oh. the little rat. And he tattles on everybody. And and so, you know, he goes and tells and they go to the ledge. So it's a big split. And before, before we know that they, like, get to the ledge, we have a Valma Sabar story about the chasm and Yerbos. Oh, don't ask me to retell it because all I put was Yurdos is hawk lore, Morose is the creature with the talons and no weapons. But what you find out is that it's actually the cold. Oh, well, I mean, that is 
Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> that is much. Yerbos, uh, a hawk entity. I'm unsure of the gender. Um, guards the mountain, but then uh, Morose was the breath, the mist, the snow, the fog took over the mountain. Uh, Yerbos goes and begs the mother for help. And the mother says, eh, all seasons must end. And Yerbos is like, hey, unacceptable, plunges down with the beak and splits the mountain and lives in the bottom of the chasm, uh, plotting revenge. Myth. Myth. Important, because what the fuck is at the bottom of the chasm? All right, moving on. Oh, that thing is going to help them in book three, I bet. That's just my theory. I mean, we don't know. We don't know what we don't know. Yeah, we don't know what we don't know. But here I am in book two being like, oh, that's what's at the bottom of the chasm. Okay. Because why? Because why, why though? Yeah, because... Oh, but that's what you've been like alluding to the whole that you're like, I want to know. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, Ruby, 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 not a woman of the ledge fucking slips off, slips off and falls back into the cat. That would scare me shitless. Yeah. She just doesn't like- even like, here's the funny thing about that part. I don't know if it's funny. Haha. But it was like. Dawson is seeing it happen. Oh, look, she's not sticking her feet in and trying to get that traction. Oh, look, this is if she doesn't do it. Like, she's actively narrating in her head what Ruby is not doing to save herself. She's not doing this. She's definitely not a woman of the ledge. Like, all this stuff. And then she's shocked when she's slipping. And then, of course, Baltice is like, look at you freaking out. Like, we don't have a bunch of winged people over here going to help save her. More importantly, you didn't call out for Ruby. You called out for Ryan. Yeah, she's like, gee, why didn't you call out for any of these other ones? Why'd you call for Ryan? She's like, screw you. Screw you. Keep it keep it shut. Keep I it moving. Do, you know, it's kind of like, you know how Taryn is in Fourth Wing, where he's a little sassy, like, mind to mind? Um, that's what... That's this is good, but it's not mine to mine. She's letting everybody know. See that, you guys? See that, y'all? Like, you heard it too, right? All right, we are on the ledge. We are on the ledge, and we run into Hector, who's getting his ass handed to him by Polson. And Polson is, uh, is, uh, gonna be dead soon. Yeah, but let's, okay, remind, oh, I didn't add Hector in my characters. Hector is the guy from the first book that Dawson was sleeping with. They were just like, hey, we need, like, companionship because Ledge fucking sucks. Like, why not get off every now and then? And so she's like, oh, my God, you're alive. And he's like, oh, my God, you're alive. He almost dies. She goes to save him. Um, Of course, she can't control her magic or, yeah, her Iskra magic. Um, So she kills a guy. She kills a guy. <laughs> Yeah, so she kills him. But then she's like, hey, 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 but, 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 like, we can save you. Like, we can save you, though. It's cool. It's cool. Like, I'm alive. Like, it's cool. Uh, like, come with us. Here's the Glacians. But these are, these are different ones, though. These are different ones. These are nice. Look at me. I'm great. Yeah, not the ones that, like, eat you. These are different ones. And we're all here to save you. And this is going to be great. And the people are like, get fucked. Get <laughs> fucked get out of here and so ryan scoops up 
Uh, he and he says, like he says that he didn't mean to take Hector with him. He was just like there when he scooped up Ryan. Now he's like stuck <laughs> with this guy. He didn't mean to take him. Um, but they they flee the ledge. We're traveling. We travel. We're traveling all the way back down to Salem's, and Salem's burned to the ground. Salem's burned to the ground. The only reason why Salem and Ezra have survived is because they hid in their trap door that we are familiar with from book one that Dawson and Ryan have used. Yes. Yes. Uh, and oh, in between this, they have to, I say they, the whole party have to walk past the fallen village. And Garrett has a very beautiful moment of finding his childhood home. And, you know, everybody goes home again. This is like the, you know, the big part of that. And, you know, he's like a man of the, it's a whole thing. It's a, it's very lovely. It's very lovely. They do take the time. It's very much, uh, for blood and ash kind of thing, like going through like the, that fallen like city to like pay your respects and all. It's very much that. It's very much that. It's very good. Um, but yeah, the the it is burned down. Baltise, I love this scene. Baltise is just like fuck this enough. Boom, lifts everything off of the trap door and and like really uses her magic and she saves uh, Ezra who is very very hurt. Um, but Salem is okay and you know that's excellent. Two more to the traveling party. Woohoo, woohoo! And what f- from there? Where do they go? I think from there they go. They're, they're traveling again for a little bit because, um, they need to go to Baltice's cottage because she has stuff that can help heal Ezra. So we should note that, like, Ezra is hurt because he was saving Salem. And, um, and part of, like, he is better during the travel, but they did, they did have to stay at Salem's like surroundings because the guards aren't going to check the same place twice right away. Um, and part of the way that Baltice was starting to be able to heal Ezra was with the help of Dawson's mage magic, because at this point we're starting to learn, um, or speculate really that there are two types of magics within Dawson, you know, with light comes darkness. Iskra magic we know is dark magic, so there's a light magic. But um, Baltice, again, we she knows more than what we and Dawson know at this point. Um, so she's understanding where the healing is coming from, what the magic is coming from, why it felt different. Because Dawson very much says, she's like, this magic that I'm using, it does not feel cold or harsh or it doesn't hurt me. Um, it was very soothing and healing and warm. Yeah. Yeah. Because she uses it to heal Ezra as well, because Baltice's magic is a little bit depleted. In between this, again, we have, like, a Poulsen memory, the guy from the ledge, about how he just, like, didn't go out one day for selection, and they ended up taking, like, one of his daughters or whatever, and he's like, they just took one, just not as bad. And that's something that Dawson kind of repeats in her mind when she's looking at the odds of things. It's like, oh, well, are they both dead or just one? Because, like, just one isn't as bad. Like, so it's it's kind of one of those things. But also, you stupid chicken shit, if you just sacrificed yourself instead of your fucking, like, anybody else, you wouldn't have lost any kid. You are just, I'm sorry, that's a shitty dad. Yeah, it really is. It really is. 
What else do we have? Ryan. Ryan just, you know, he likes to profess his love, right? <laughs> he He's really like, does. He really does. He's like, you love me. She, she's like, no, you, no, I don't. He's like, you know, I thought you didn't, but now that I'm like really looking at you and interacting with you, you are afraid. You're not angry. I will wait for you from through all of this fear. Like, um, you know, if it were anger, I would think we'd be separated forever, but it's not like whatever. Uh, during this also, uh, Ruby and Salem are really getting into it because Salem is like, you were there. Fuck you. You burned down my inn. And Ruby's like, I was, what, what? No, no. But Ruby makes it here again. Again, I want to see if this is followed through on in book three. Ruby vows to cut. Here's the thing. Ruby vows to cut the ring that the queen wears from that was, uh, King Sabar's ring. He, she vows to cut it from her finger and put it on Salem's mantle. Which, like, I understand the gesture, but if I were Dawson, I'd be like, excuse me. It's mine. Give it to me. Like, my, his, my aunts, I have nothing to my family. You know this. Pick anything else. Pick anything else. Maybe it's just give her a finger. Give her a hand. Not the fucking ring. Yeah, that's mine. Damn it. <laughs> I have nothing else. <laughs> I knew you were probably thinking the same thing. You were like, the fuck? I was also just like, what's he going to do with it? What's like, he going to do? Like, I, have, I have questions. Yeah, whatever. Maybe, whatever. maybe, you know, we'll, look, maybe we'll see. We'll, we're going to find... Look, again, we, we're only in book two. But like, timestamp watermark here. He's getting the ring in like an epilogue in book three. <laughs> Yeah, he must. He must. He and must. And then he probably gives it to Dawson. Assuming. <laughs> well, who can say? Let's who not can say. Let's not we'll speculate. We'll find out next year. <laughs> yeah, let's not speculate. Uh, I like this quiet moment. Again, I like these quiet moments of Dawson and Garrett uh, in the river with their feet in the river. The little reflection with the fish being like, you know, our people will never know this peace. And he's like, no, nah, fuck you. Bring them home. Bring him home. Of course, he can't speak, but like, this is what she's inferring. And, um, it's very I am Groot of everybody where they just like, they know what he's saying without saying it. And again, it's, uh, the repetition of like all things find a way home, right? Like, you know, they'll all, they'll all, we'll all come back to where we belong. We'll all get back to the earth, you know, all of this, all of this, all of this. Talking about quiet moments, I like the quiet moment that Dawson has with Hector, where he winds up being the one that she's confiding a lot of her vulnerability to, um, including her, like, how she's unwilling to admit certain emotions with Ryan. And then Ryan walks up on them having these conversations. And Hector's like, does he know about us? She's like, he knows about us. He's like, girl, this was not a good look for you. Speaking of this conversation that she has with Hector, Hector's like, you know what? When you retake that castle, can I have a room in it? I want to see that payoff. Yeah, I do. He's going to get the room. You know, he's going to get the room. It's set up. Like, good for him, though. He's like, I don't want to go back to that fucking cold ass place. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. And I like how he's like, you know what? Like, where you go, I go. Like, we're, we're in it now. Yeah. yeah. He's like, there's he's no a, romance. You're my companion, my friends. Like, and like, you know what's even nice? Like, even when they're ref- like 
reflect like reflecting on when they were at the ledge he was like i would have married you i would have been able like we could have we wouldn't even have i would have put myself out there for you like you know for the sacrifice not because like they were romantically involved but he really truly cared for her and they both did they had some sort of companionship with each other there are a lot of people that are able to sneak up on Dawson in this book. And she says after every single time, like, damn, they shouldn't have been able to do that. I want to know why that is. It was never explained. I was going to ask you, yes, because for someone who is on the ledge, she and we knew from the first book, she heard a twig snap and she she was very aware of her surroundings. Her head was always on a swivel. Um, but then all of a sudden, like th- there are times even when, and, and we'll get to it, when Hector peeks his head in and they were like, what are you doing? He's like, shh. And like everybody has to stand still on the camp. Like how time and time again, they, and it's not just her, like where maybe the powers, I don't know. I don't know. I but don't the, know. But they used to be there is I think, something to note that they used to be there and now all of a sudden she's just not they're just not yeah it's it's just not it's just not i don't know i don't know Uh, we have again uh, dawson goes to baltiste and is like teach me more magic and we get ignis right ignis for flame very fun and only mages can fold i need that explained a little bit more because yenis can fold and she's not a mage because she only drank Iskra. That wasn't explained, but you know, it is what it is. It is but what it is. This, it brings us up to chapter 41 where Dawson does learn that she's a blood mage because she's finding out some of her history of like family having mage in the bloodline. So this is also propelling Dawson further to be like, wait a second. You told me I couldn't do this, that, the other thing, and I was already starting to do it. Now it's confirmed as to why. So why can't I keep learning about these things now? Because what is it? Lance Sabar married a mage and uh, Dawson's great, great grandmother is what? Malaris Sabar. And so mage born, mage born. And Dawson is something like. Mage born. That's I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, but like I don't understand the something like she is because her grandmother was born and that from her great grandmother and then her mother was born from like I don't understand the likeness. It isness. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I don't know. But this is where everyone is like, hey, you know, you have these two magics in you. Maybe you should maybe, uh, you know, maybe do something about that. They don't say like unify or like work to our common goal. That's later. But here it's like, maybe you should start thinking about that. <laughs> and this is also where uh, Dawson is like kind of upset about all of this. And she goes and has like a nice cuddle session with Ryan. <laughs> and then and then it's like, don't look at me in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is very funny, like uh, mature, very mature. She's so mature when it comes to any physical interaction with Ryan. And you know Ryan, he's just like good little puppy dog about it. He's like, <laughs> Which uh, 
is a good point and brings me to when Baltiz fucks off for four days to go find Yenis. And they have this, I say they, the rest of the party have this like drunken <laughs> night of like revelry. And it's kind of mentioned here that Ryan can like kind of hear the thoughts that Dawson is saying or like thinking about him. He like turns when she's thinking about him or like, like looks. So I, I was like, is this more faded mate stuff? It's not addressed. So, and it's kind of written off as just like, oh, oh, but like, kind of, you know, when in some books when people are like, you're looking one way and you're like, my, my skin prickled when, cause I can just feel him in the room with me. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. It's, it's one of those. It's one of those. Uh, and again, they have like a little moment and it's like, I will wait until you're not afraid. Dawson, I'm I'm not going to take this when you're, you know, you just want this now. And Dawson's like, damn it. Just. Mm. <laughs> she want, and he, she even goes to kiss him. And he was like, kisses her back real quick. And he's like, no. She's like. <laughs> <laughs> but then she's all <laughs> smug the next morning when everyone's hung over and she's like been up, you know, with the water or whatever. Uh, something that really. OK, maybe this is me. Something that kind of took me out of the story here was this like very deep conversation that Dawson and Ruby have while they're like trekking out to get water or whatever. And Ruby is supposed to be like fall down, like hung over, right? So how is she talking about the disillusionment, a disillusionment of, of, of her, her ideas of Elvira and the queenship? And like, she must seek pen. Like she's having these deep philosophical conversations with Ryan at the ass crack of the morning after being violently hung over. I was just yeah. like, you know what? I don't really think how is anybody like, they they were they were gone they were gone because she didn't like ruby was so blacked out that even when dawson was like oh you were you're a dancing fool and ruby's like i what she's yeah. like you were dancing over the fire and she's like that explains the singed hair like how like you said they, they it wasn't just like oh i had like one too many girl you were black out yeah you were you were gone and it's like, okay. And everybody else was too. So everyone's kind of struggling in the morning. I like the little Hector detail wake. that Hector and Ezra, <laughs> it's cute. It's really cute. Um, this is also where Ruby says, Ezra like, I've been trying. Ezra wanted him for so long. Yeah. And good for Ezra. Good for Ezra. Yeah. Uh, this is also where Ruby says that the people, Dawson, are guilty. The people would support you. The people would rise up. Like, get smarter about this and play the politics. Like, come on. This is also where she has, like, a little magic attack. Um, Ryan has a has a little conversation with Rivden, and he's like, yo, 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 Dawson's going to be fine. You can, like will things to happen don't you remember that like you you know you can kind of make things happen ryan and ryan's like ribbed no no that's not true no and then it's not addressed again so that's cool book three yeah, yeah book three we'll see we'll see uh right after this though while dawson is still recovering from this magical attack uh, salem and garrett are attacked by um Ruby's boyfriend, who's out looking for her, and and D Garrett is killed, and like these guards are killed, and Dawson fucking 
rages and like there's all this frost everywhere and the trees are blown back and it's just like boom 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 it's a whole thing and ruby has been captured ruby has been captured and she finds out because the timelines of like when we're seeing things of like happening in the prison area and it's kind of like well this is happening over here this is also happening over here situation and she had been captured before the guards had even come out to her Come out yeah. to, like, the crew. So when she hears about it and that they were dead, and of course, and this is where I don't think they were looking for her. I think the queens sent the, those two specifically out because the queens were like, oh, and, like, here's the other person that was killed. We heard that you probably know him. Okay. And she was like, how, where do you get this information from? So she hasn't confessed to anything yet that she's been working with this team. She's like, oh, and so, like, a little birdie told me, Adric actually said that you paid him a visit. Because, up again, up until that point, she was kind of making it seem like she was a martyr with, the, like, the other guards to be like, look, y'all save yourselves. I will take the place for one of us and say I'm being held captive. That is the story. And Dawson's like, they're not going to survive the wilderness. They're going to fucking get eaten. Um, and obviously they did because the queens were under the impression she was held hostage until Adric said, hey, your little captain of the guard is working with these people who have escaped you. Jess, we are up to... Page 386 in our copies. We are up to the plot. Uh, we are up to the confession that Ryan forces out of Baltice that gives us the history of Glacia, of, Glacia, of Vastille, of who he is, of all of it. Just tell, tell, tell this to me. So... What we know is Vastille is the first and original Galatian, and he is but to, started off as but a mere mortal, um, as a, just as some dude in Tursa, and he wanted ultimate power. Um, and in order to and you know power, absolute power corrupts absolutely, and he wanted to you know. He kept getting power. He kept, and he's working with mages at this point. Um, he works with four mages. There's uh, two being Baltice and her mother. And he wants to find a way to be eternal. He wants absolute power for eternity. He wants to be immortal. Finally, it takes, it's a very specific time frame. I wonder if that's going to play a role. Um, it takes 10 years for the four mages, a decade, um, for them, for the four mages to create this pool of Iskra. And you're supposed to drink from it, immortal power, eternity. And they were like, hey, Vestile, we made this really cool thing. You could drink from it. And all the mages were like, we are the baddest of bitches. We did this thing. And then, but because you have absolute power, it's it's immortality, and magic ha always has to have a balance. How do you balance immortality? Well, the cost is human souls. So, uh, Baltice's mom eventually uh, persuades Vastille to say, hey, we have all these prisoners. Let's just use human souls. And then... The prisons were emptied and then they still needed more souls because people kept consuming this pool of Iskra and 
then they were like, okay, we're going to have souls from everybody and we're going to tax everybody and arrest everybody. And next thing you know, everybody's dying. But you, because more people are using the pool, you have to replenish it. You can't replenish it as fast as people are consuming it. So Vastille is like, I need a new place for this pool of Iskra. Um, and it ultimately, the four mages are able to move the pool of Iskra up to Galatia, where we now know where it is now. And through this absolute power, Vastille gets his wings, he flies around, and he is now like king of Galatia till end of book one. Yeah, he essentially had the mages like create a hunting lodge for him and his buddies to go up the mountain and like get loaded on Iskra, right? Like, and then fly them home. <laughs> that's a great analogy. I mean, that that's that's what it was. I imagine that it must have been quite something for Bastille to be like, oh, you're going to build the boulder gate. You're going to keep me out. Oh, here's my wings. <laughs> right. I'll show you. I'll show you. And then he just like takes people and like up the mountain. Like I, it's, it's kind of it's kind of funny. Men <laughs> men will do anything except go to therapy. That should be a sh- That probably is a shirt. Oh, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. Uh, have you mentioned Kazriel? I haven't mentioned Kazriel. He's such an important part to Stacy's story and for Dawson's story. Um, no, I was getting just the whole background. But basically, Kazriel, and if you follow Stacy on TikTok, you'll know the ba- or even on her any of her socials, she pretty much brings up Kazriel. Kazriel Sabar is... Um, one of Dawson's ancestors and was just an overall good person. He just didn't want bad stuff happening. He wanted to help. He truly wanted to help the village um, in Tursaw and said, I'm not going to let you keep doing this to these people, Vastille. And that's kind of, that's how Tursaw became part of the uh, Sabar lineage. Like really? Yeah. Yeah, so Grigori and, and, um, Baltese and like, Rez, his name is Rez in my notes, uh, you know, did what they did and sealed off what they could. And, you know, this is again the reason why Baltese doesn't like her mom because her mom is responsible for all of this. Um, but it is though, interesting all of the all of this is very interesting all of this background is very interesting because you're like huh so they were all human so it's just so so just like anybody could become a glacian so you don't need to be like half glacian just like like it's just it's just enough enough if humans drink enough human souls you become a white winged monster right i mean is that it yeah all right all right, I'm just making sure. Just making sure. Just making Which, sure. Which also circling it back to the earlier chapter with Ryan, um, when he's with the queen, when he's in the dungeon, he makes a comment about him being so close to her that he can see under her makeup about how pale and white she is and how her veins are like like she, she's getting eaten away and it makes me wonder is there some sort of soul consumption happening there too? I absolutely believe that. I absolutely believe that. Um, 
Because like, why? Right? Like, all of these details must be leading to something. They must. The payoff must be enormous in book three. It is so exciting. So exciting. The tension. Uh, we have the introduction here. We're back in real time. We have the introduction of our Iskra witch, right? Because while Ryan forced this long, lengthy confession out of Baltice, poor Yanis is just waiting in the fucking woods for her cue. <laughs> really? Because, you know, and with all the guards creeping up on people... That was the next thing that I thought was going to happen. Yeah. She's just like, hello, I'm out here, right? Hello. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. And, and, and Baltice even says, like, what the fuck? You're going to make her wait in the woods? And Dawson's like, yeah, I think I will. Uh, poor lady. She's like, she doesn't know. You know, she's just chilling out there. And this is where we find out. Well, Dawson finds out. She's not so special. She's not the only girl from the ledge who's made it down to Tursa. Yeah, yeah. We got Yenis. Yenis, who was selected, went to Glacia, went into the pool, fought the pool, came out still as herself, and is too afraid at this point, this this first instance of meeting, is too afraid at this point to elaborate on how she got free how she got out she won't tell us yet she's just like i don't want to talk about it yet i mean i know i have to tell you but like mm, not yet not yet you know cool 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 cool. um we have a training montage very fun about finding the balance unite mm-hmm. the magic find the balance for survival what scares you what scares you i like this and she's like get fucked i'm not telling you what scares me <laughs> I like that a lot. Well, I, I like that. And then they're like, you know what? How about the magic find a common thing that the magic can work towards? So, like, magic wants to survive, whether it's good or bad. So, ultimately, like, maybe we, like, fake you out of death. Like, we'll plan it. We'll make sure you're alive. But have the magic freak the fuck out and find a way to work together to save you. Yeah, and Dawson's like, what the fuck? Hold up, hold up. What the fuck? And before before any of that happens, though, like, you know, saved by Hector, Hector comes in and he's like, hey, shh, guards. Guards are everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And and they walk out of the house and everyone is, like, scattered throughout because there's, like, enchantments and shit. And this is where, it's very fourth wing, this is where Ryan... No, this is where Dawson stops time. She stops time to save Ryan. And I was like, oh, damn. This is some mates shit. Yes. And she stops time because both the Iskra magic and her mage magic work together to allow the thing to happen. Um, And it was literally like Blade is at his neck about to get beheaded by this guy with his sword i say his ryan was about to get beheaded by one of the like one of the guard the queen's guards and then of course she saves him she as in dawson saves ryan you know takes care of the guard ryan lives Meanwhile, I feel like everybody's really conscious of like still aware of what's going on because baltice was like i saw that (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Baltice is like, Dawson the Unfeeling couldn't tolerate your death. It's like, damn. But, you know, respect to Ryan because Ryan, she even said, she's like, I see that stupid smirk and I respect him for controlling himself to be like, I heard nothing. 
but you know he's like when yes he's like, like you know ken and barbie when he's like sublime sublime <laughs> thank you barbie <laughs> that's what this thank you barbie thank you barbie i'm just ken okay <laughs> okay okay uh, so again, we travel, we gotta travel, we gotta travel, right? We're stopping time, we're killing guards, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go. We go to Yenis's home. Yenis's home is surprisingly, I don't know what I was expecting. I don't think I was expecting this, uh, is at the end of the chasm. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> uh, I, I yeah, don't, for how I, much she talks about how much she's, she fears it, how she doesn't right want to recount her story. Wouldn't you want to be? As far away as from that fucking thing that tormented you? I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, cool. So I guess the visual is a giant obsidian black mountain that rises into the sky and it's cleaved through the center. The ocean is just like in and out and it has created a channel and the ocean eventually turns into a river and then a little stream and then nothing um, as it gets like deeper in and that is that's it like the chasm and the whole thing is like you know it's the end of the chasm it had to end you know it's it's just water it's not some like big thing um you know that's great that's great um before we get yenis's story though we have to skinny dip and fuck and we have to say we are unavoidable <laughs> more or less and we have to say that's okay like, uh, I can say that, you know, you love me, you love me, I love you, we love each other, all is love. Um, I was young once. <laughs> you can not pay me enough money to have sex in the ocean. I, no. The answer is no. The answer is no. Um, from experience is awful. Would not recommend. So good for them. But um, my face was like <laughs> the whole time. Just saying. Yeah, because it's different from like the poppy cast of it all, too. Because that was fresh water. This is salt. This is, this is waves and salt water and life and ocean. <laughs> and life. And Ugh. life. And, and, and lots of bacteria and and, and, and it's, it's just, it's just a lot. It's just a lot. It is not fun. So good for them for enjoying this. Honestly, I, I would say, uh, they are better people than I am. Uh, you know, they make better, you know, they make better choices. They're all, all of these things, but to enjoy oh. ocean sex, you know, good on them. Better than me. <laughs> I love this fun fact. I love that you started off that with, I was one young once. I was. I was. That's that's when we were young. Uh, when Yenis was young, she was selected and dropped in the pool. Jess, how'd she get out of that? She played dead. She heard the... She even says, she was like, she says, I was young once, and during my youth, I was a lot more rebellious and precocious than I am now. And the pool said, don't breathe me in. And I said, fuck you. I'm going to do that. Laura's flipping me off. Um, and she did it anyway. And now she realized what 
that wasn't a great decision, but she um, was carried out of the Iskra pool. And because she had seen it happen so many times, she knew to play dead because the other people who did do all the things, um, how lifeless and soulless they were. And because she um, didn't let the pool take her soul, she knew she had to play a part to be led to the actual chasm where humans go if they're not going to be a servant, and she wasn't. Um, and she was left at the chasm, and we still don't know who brought her down, right? Right, right. We. She says the Galatians saved her, and she doesn't know who it was. And he flew her to the bottom and said, like, there's two paths. Both are filled with what? Both are filled and you follow this one and it will take you to Tarsaw or whatever. I don't know what he, I don't remember what he said, but like, follow that one, go that one. And she did. And she's like, I don't know what's over here, but I'm not, and I'm not going to go with you. Yeah. And she says that it took her five days and she ran all the way through. She doesn't want to talk about it. It was filled with something. And then when she got to the end, she didn't know like what the ocean was. She didn't know how to swim. And it was either like stay in the chasm or let the ocean take her. And she said she wouldn't, she'd let the ocean take her. She got free of the mountain. She saw Tursaw. It was there waiting for her. It was this whole thing. And that's when Ryan is like, hey, wait a minute. I remember something. I was going to ask if you could run for five days straight. No, absolutely not. Who could? Uh, Who could? Besides Yenis. I have a busted right knee. I am not allowed to run at all. (sighs) That is like the winning doctor's note. Doctor's orders. Yeah. Uh, Can't run at all. So no. Could you? No. No? With my asthma? No. You just fall down dead. Shh. I'd, I'd maybe hustle for 30 seconds and then <laughs> be like, you know what? This yeah, is coming from like a enough. former. Yeah. And this is like from a former runner, like inhaler and all. Now it's, that's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work. It's not happening. It's not happening. Uh, the myth. We have the Rivden myth of Diavnon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Di- yeah. Diavnon, the underworld creature. Can you tell us about this? I'm try- I know Rivden tells it. He's the storyteller, and I'm drawing a blank right now. So it's it's basically propaganda. It's Vastille's propaganda. He created this myth, is what we're kind of led to believe, right? So like once upon a time, the world was flat, and you could like see everything. And then this underwater, this underworld creature uh, came and wanted to re to remake her body because she didn't have one with bones. So she started murdering everybody and only glaciers were safe because they were, fl- they could fly. So they created the tallest mountain that they possibly could and lived at the top of it to be safe from Diavion who will, who lives on the other side of the mountain. Like they separated like the, the safe world on one side of the mountain and then her on the other side of the mountain and don't ever go to that other side of the mountain because she will kill you and use her your bones for her body of course they wanted to make the female exactly yeah yeah but it's it's like why it's like that is a story used to scare children it's like why are we encouraging people to like not 
leave and like go explore. So it's like, huh, well, that's where Bastille is. Obviously, he created that myth. That's where he would go. No one's going to look for him there. No one would even think to look for him there. So that's obviously where he is. Yeah, because this this was the part that refreshed my brain to be like, wait, that's right. He never died. He was never killed. He just got away. Yeah, he just fucked off. Nobody knows where he is. Absolutely not. We know where all the people of the ledge are. They're still on the ledge. They're still on the ledge. I was like, they didn't go anywhere. They're still on the ledge. So we have to go get them. Another reason why these people are so good, because she tried to save them. They said, fuck you and the horse you rode in on. And she's like, you know, and this is again after the, the conversation that Dawson had with Garrett. And she's like, when she comes back to like all the crew and says, you know what? I think I think I want to try again and save them. No. Fuck you. I don't need, I have no savior complex. I tried. You said, fuck you. And I said, fuck you too. And I'm done. Like these heroes in these books, again, better than us. Well, and Hector's like, you know what? Maybe we just tell them to fuck off and die. Like maybe we just do our own thing. Like we don't. I'm sure Hector heard like bullshit that they like said behind her back too. Yeah. And he's like, you know we don't really need, we don't need to do this. But Dawson's just like, no, we're going to go get him. We're going to, we're going to, you know, we're going to, they prep for three days. They go get weapons. They, uh, Dawson learns how to fold. It's like they, she's doing all of these things. Um, you know, Ruby though is still captured. She's still captured and Darius the cook is still feeding her. You know, that's happening also. Um, but during this like three days of prep, um, they, they're like, all right, we got to get all this stuff. Like Salem, you're going to go up there and you're going to do the supplies. Like this is, this is what we're going to do. Do you feel like this part? Cause we're, we're in like the steep tail, like the very quick, everything happens right now is boom, 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 really mm-hmm. quick. Do you think that we just got the reminder that Ruby was still alive? Because I feel like that chapter that she's in towards the end where the Queens were like, Hey, and we see where Ruby is going on. Like, I was like, how is this added? Is this just a reminder that she's still in prison? Yeah, I think so. It's just like, hey, she's still here. She's still alive. She's still alive. Um, so before they go up to the ledge to get everybody, I say they, it's the whole fucking party uh, besides Garrett. They, uh, Dawson and Ryan, like, share stories, right? She's like, tell me about yourself. And, you know, they bond. And she's like, you know, one day we're going to come back for the mixed and we're going to get rid of the mixed and they're going to come with us to whatever we do. And, you know, whatever in the chasm is no match for us. Rah! Um, <laughs> But we don't, we don't know. We don't know. And so what happens? They go up to the ledge, right? And people are mad. But they basically have like a getaway plan of how they're going to get the people off one by one. But it's not like they're, go- I say they're not going far. They're going far when they don't know where they're going. They're bringing the people from the ledge to the chasm, which is an unknown. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's very much like, uh, I get biblical. It's very much like Moses, this whole thing. But so what happens? Uh, they get up to the ledge and the people are all pissy. They all come out and they're like, yo, it's selection day every fucking day. Like Adric doesn't care. It's a whole thing. Adric flies down with his followers. It's very Vastille like he's got his wings um, and there's a fight. And while uh, while the fight is happening, the people are getting taken off the ledge and it's just getting more and more exhausting. And all of the magic like Baltice's magic is depleting. Yannis's magic is depleting. And um, the mixed 
bloods are getting exhausted. So I really love that Dawson is just like, you know what? Let's fight. I'm going to chop your fucking wing off. Let's go. You just grew them. That's fine. Grow another one. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I I love everything that like Dawson, who Dawson is and her core is a fighter and a survivor. So when she like, but you also see her in her deep feelings and Ryan sees it too. And Baltese, it's really just the two of them. Where they're like, you don't have to be so hard on yourself all the time. And, but also giving her allowances to be like, we get it. You have had to thrive in a really shitty environment. Um, But also, like, let yourself be vulnerable because you have the one person who loves you despite all of the things that are going on in your head. And all of the things going on in your head are not nearly as what as important as what is going on uh, in this fucking scene because Dawson ends up flying over the edge of of the chasm right yeah. she goes uh Adric is Adric dead is Adric dead I don't think so okay. I feel like he's not dead okay and and Adric and Ryan they everybody goes flying uh, Dawson's flying over the, the ledge and Baltice folds and saves her, save, saves her, like grabs her out of thin air and saves her. And that kills her. That kills Baltice. That Baltice is like, I know my limits. Fuck you. Don't tell me my limits, my limits. That was her limit. So Baltice dying was like her ultimate penance because her overwhelming guilt over this whole situation was just eating her alive. So like she, she probably, it is my belief that she went into this knowing that that she like this was yeah. going like she was her sacrifice was sacrificing for Dawson because I think there's even a conversation that they have earlier in the book of like Dawson sees the bigger picture she's she's uh, because it was like one I don't want to again we can't, we're we're not pulling the quote directly um but she's asking Dawson about her history like who's Briar is Briar your mother and she's like my mom died kind of like when my you know during childbirth Briar was my mom's sister and um what do they call her like a reluctant survivor and this mm-hmm. reluctant warrior and that's kind of been bestowed upon uh Dawson now too except she is the reluctant warrior survivor and all of these things for the people of the ledge not just her family and i feel like she's like she as in baltice has always once she heard like kind of this backstory um from dawson she saw dawson as like this is this is the bigger picture for you the bigger picture being everybody except baltice made it to the bottom of the chasm and Dawson is going to lead her people to a new land through the chasm. And that's where it ends. The chasm is filled. We don't know what it's filled with people, bodies, monsters, what mud. What, what is it filled with? Just keep swimming. Just yeah. Keep swinging. <laughs> we don't know, but that's the end of the book. That is the end of the book. Uh, book three is coming out. Uh, eventually, very exciting stuff. Uh, Jess, did you have a favorite part of this book? Mm. No, no, no. Well, you did. So. You did just finish. Yeah, I haven't stopped. Yeah, but usually I'm like this one. But and you, 
do you have a second runner up for your favorite part? Because you have your favorite one, which you said it was like the quiet scene with Dawson and the full length mirror. Yeah. Uh, you know, I guess when Baltice uses her magic to like really like clear off the inn and like, you know, all of that stuff. Or when Baltice is just like being herself and being a sassy little fantastic person. Would you say Baltice is your favorite character in this? Easily. Easily. And she's dead. And that sucks because like she's dead, dead. Like you can tell, like she's dead, dead. So that sucks. My favorite <laughs> character goes, is dead, oh, dead. Which negates our no head, not dead. Because <laughs> even though she's like dead, dead, part of me was still like, but maybe. <laughs> maybe I know, but, but maybe, like, but like, no, no, no. Like we, we, we can read the cues. We know what this is. Like she's, she's gone, uh, which does suck though, because uh, Dawson, it does deprive Dawson of a female companion and a female mentor and teacher. So now she is without a guide. So now Dawson will really have to step into herself and into a leadership role, I'm assuming, to guide her people uh, through the chasm to a new land. Very exciting, exciting stuff. Uh, Jess, would you reread this? Mm, I feel like it's a hot take if I say no. After I just said that you definitely should reread the first one if um, if you're going to reread the second one. You know what I think it is? I think that I would reread the dialogue. I think that's – I think that's fair to say. I feel like a lot of the meat um, is in the dialogue for this particular book. So um, – a lot of other things, especially because, like, we also know the world now. We kind of know. We know some conversations kind might have been superfluous at times and didn't add to the story. So I think the key for this would be, if I'm going to reread it, only reread the dialogue between certain characters also. Because I just don't, as of right now, again, we don't know the, the third book. They don't. Some of the conversations and some of the dialogues didn't seem like it was it was beneficial or added to anything. Is that a hot take? I don't know. Let us know. <laughs> don't come. Don't be mad at me, please. I'm, I am a soft heart, hard exterior. Please be nice. But as always, we love when you interact with us. So if that sets you off a certain way, let us know. Respectfully, of course. But that being said, uh, feel free to follow us on Instagram. We're at Akafe Podcast. We're also both on TikTok, Akafe Laura and Akafe Jessica. Thanks so much. And we'll talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye.